This, 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 we are gathered here today for the Fight Disciples UFC and Boxing Talk. TJ, you there, my friend? Yes, I am. TJ, how the devil are you? You good tonight? Yeah, I'm doing great. Listen, let me start this uh, conversation by congratulating you on regaining the Bantamweight Championship. What an unbelievable performance at UFC 217. I uh, appreciate it. You... Can I just ask regarding the um, obviously the iconic photo that has uh, that has followed the uh, the the event, which I'm sure you're fully aware of, man. When you are, uh, it, it looks like you're just rele- relieving an awful lot of emotion. Was that re- emotion of obviously regaining your belt, or was that emotion uh, connected to obviously the man that you beat with obviously the storyline that led up to winning that belt back? Uh, probably both. You know, I mean, it was a long, long, long build up for two years. You know, something that I felt was stolen from me, you know? So, like, there's the animosity from that. There's the animosity from all the drama and all the bullshit of the Ultimate Fighter, as well as just all the trash talk and leading up to the fight. Regarding the actual fight and the way that the fight went, obviously we've had a, a week or so now to obviously let the dust settle uh, on what we all saw. That was a heck of a fight, man. When you when you, when you you were going through your training camp and you were envis- envisaging how the fight was going to play out, is that how you saw it? Yeah, man, I definitely saw saw myself uh, beating Cody uh, from any position. You know, I knew he had some holes in his stand-up as well as on the ground, you know. Um, I knew he had some good wrestling defense, so it was going to be uh, – and he's fast, so it was going to be hard to get to the ground. But I felt like there were some uh, holes in his, in his stand-up that I was going to be able to take advantage of. And it was uh, how he holds his hands. You know, he holds his hands real low. He uh, <clears throat> never has his opposite hand up when he's throwing a punch. And so, uh, you know, I took advantage of it. It was something that me and Dwayne worked a lot on. And uh, – Watching his fight against Cruz, he got caught with a lot of right hooks. Mm. And, uh, you know, it was something where he always drops his left hand. You know, anytime he throws his right hand, he drops his left. And so the plan was to beat him to the punch, you know, and it uh, it worked out. You know, it wasn't those things that, like, you went in there knowing that's what you're going to do. But from drilling it day in and day out, it was just something that happened, uh, you know, by instinct. It was, it was nice in that second round, man, the way that the, the amount of composure that you showed. Because at the end of the first, I think he definitely buzzed you. You know, you were... You felt a little bit of the of what he had at the end of that round, and the way that you just kept it together at the start of that second round maybe surprised him a little bit, and obviously the head kick and then the finish. It was a very composed, mature, definitely second round performance. I thought obviously the first round was mature as well, but at the end to come back in the second round, the way that you finished the first round was absolutely tremendous. I appreciate it, man. Yeah, I mean, I kind of uh, got a little bit away from the game plan uh, towards the last ten seconds of that first round, you know. The, the, the game plan was to uh, set Cody up the first round, set him up, and, and uh, to get him to open up some openings that I've seen from a lot of footage and training, obviously, with him. Um, you know, and so not not to rush into anything. You know, I know he's a counterfighter, so I know that he wanted me to rush in and be aggressive so he could catch that right hand. Mm-hmm. Um, I knew that first round was close, you know, because not really much happened at all. And, uh, and I've been on the losing end of some split decisions that I don't agree with. So, you know, I, I felt like oh, I got to make sure I try to get this round. So I got a little overly aggressive. Yeah. Went for that push kick, kind of came forward for that, uh, that right hand on the middle. And he, uh, that's exactly what he wanted. He wanted me to be offensive. And, uh, you know, I took his hardest punch and I took it right on the button. You know, I, I, I came in while he came in at the same time to that overhand right that he likes to throw. And, uh, Took that shit right on the chin, you know. But uh, luckily enough, I'm in good enough shape that I was still aware. Tried coming into a shot, and uh, as you can see, uh, you know, I got back to my feet. I was a little, little, little stumbly there, but I was still there to move my head from, from his uh, from his punches, you know. 
Mate, I've no doubt you were a little bit stumbly as well when you were celebrating in New York City at that Irish bar after the event, my friend. I've no doubt there was a little <laughs> bit of a party going down as well, yeah? Yeah, absolutely. You know it. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I asked you at the start of this what was more satisfying obviously winning the belt back or winning it against Cody with everything that went down over the last two years I'm going to ask you a different type of question but on the same lines what was more satisfying winning it this time or winning it when you won it at UFC 173 I'm just going to give a little bit of a background to um, to the fans here in the UK that don't necessarily know the story of how that all came yeah. about alright so check this out right? this is what happened yeah, to TJ the first time round so you were you was due to fight on the prelims versus Mizugaki then Belfort pulled out of his fight against Weidman due to, obviously, TRT violation. Then Weidman pulled out of facing replacement Mishida. So they then uh, brought in uh, Brow and Asensau as the main event bantamweight title. Then Asensau pulled out uh, with a rib injury, so they promoted you to the main event. You were supposed to get beat that night, man, but you upset you upsetted all the odds. So was it more satisfying the first time round or was it more satisfying the second time round? Oh, absolutely the first time, you know. Um... I'd been fighting on uh, Fox cards, you know, being on the undercard. Um, this was my first time being the main event, you know, uh, pay-per-view. The last fight, it all came down to this. So, like, and being an 8-1 to one underdog fighting a guy that hasn't lost in 10 years, you know, I was a huge underdog. No one ever expected me to win. Um, to go out there and put on the perfect performance, you know, fights that, I mean, no fight's ever perfect, but this one was. You know, the game plan worked perfectly. Everything happened to a T. So, shocked the world. Um yeah, that, was, that was a great feeling to actually show the world who I was and how good I was. So there's no, I I'll never be able to, to top that moment ever. No, it was an unbelievable moment. And just for fans sat at home watching that, it was like, oh, yeah, we know who TJ is. But then when TJ came to the party on that particular night, it was something, something quite special. And now, looking forward to 2018, um, the call-out at the end of 217 was exactly what I wanted you to say. Exactly what I wanted you to say, man. Let's go down in weight. Let's become a two-weight world champion, yeah? How realistic is that? Is that is that something that you're already speaking to Dana and the UFC about? Can, can we make that happen? Oh, very realistic. Yeah, they want it to happen. I want it to happen. The fans want it to happen. It's all about Demetrius Johnson agreeing to it now. You know, it's all about him manning up. And really, uh, you know, he wants, those, he wants that money fight. He wants those big fights. Well, this is it. You know, he, he talks a big talk. Now it's time to walk the big walk. You know what I mean? Let, let's get it done. So it's all of it's all the ball's in his court, really. I mean, I've already agreed to, to lose the weight, which is going to be a lot of work. I know it can be done because I've already was in the process of doing it before he uh, turned down the fight. Yeah, uh, the fight that the fans want to see. This is the one that makes the most sense, and uh, it's time to get it done, man. It'll be the biggest fight of 2018 for sure. What did you make of his reasons the first time when Rayborg pulled out that first time and you started cutting and obviously put it out there that you wanted to take that fight down at, at Fly? What were what? What did you make of his reasons as to why he wouldn't take the fight? No, I felt insulted. You know, he was saying that I didn't deserve the shot. You know what I mean? Like, it wasn't like he had someone there that was a, a contender for a long time and, and should have been there. He was he was worried about me making the weight when uh, I already told him that Ray Borg had missed half his weights already in the UFC, and I've never missed weight. Um, I'm very disciplined with it, as well as saying that I don't deserve it, you know, that I needed a belt, I needed this and that. I was the most worthy opponent then. I'm even more of a worthy opponent now. So, you know, I felt a little little insulted with it, and so now we got some unfinished business. <laughs> and we know what you're like when there's unfinished business knocking about, my friend. We've seen we saw <laughs> we saw what happened with Cody. So this is like, is this where the rain ends? Because to be fair, I mean, I've said this quite a lot about DJ, and I'm not. I don't want to take anything away from him as a, a martial artist because I think he is tremendous. But he's a he, he comes across as a shark in a duck pond. The 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 level of quality of opponent that has been 
on that run hasn't been at the standard of maybe in some other weight categories. Now, obviously, if you get this fight and you step down in weight, he's going to come up against a real quality martial artist. So we're going to see what he's all about. Absolutely, man. I, I, I agree. You know, I mean, look at the 135-pound division right now. It's, it's stacked. You know, it's been it's been awesome. And uh, it's a fight that uh, is going to really challenge his pound-for-pound ranking, you know. I believe I'm the best pound-for-pound fighter in the world, and that's the best way for me to show it is by beating the best. And, uh, you know, I think he's a little scared. Now, listen, away from uh, the octagon, you speak about being a little scared. Um, you uh, and your good lady are expecting... December before Christmas time, there's going to be another little Dilla show, little killer show running around the old household, my friend. Are are you prepared? Yeah. Are you prepared for what you're letting yourself in for? Man, I'm super excited. Uh, you know, I think the wife's a little more nervous, and it actually is going to be another little killer show. You know, I was a I was a crazy little kid. You know, I had lots of energy, and uh, you know, what was an aggressive little guy. So she's hoping for more of a, a calm child. But uh, <laughs> I'm excited, man. I. I uh, I've been waiting for this moment. I'm, I'm more excited for this than anything. Even winning the belt back and all the greatness that comes with it, this is uh, this puts uh, life in perspective. You know, it kind of really mm. shows you what, what it's all about. I mean, it hasn't even happened yet, and I can already feel it. You know, so I, I, I'm pumped, man. I'm not scared at all. Has she um, been sending you out for any late-night snack runs or anything like that, TJ? Has she got any weird cravings? <laughs> absolutely man i was actually super embarrassed about it one time so i'm in the middle of fight camp you know i'm uh i'm, I'm on a strict diet i've been telling everyone how i'm like eating ketogenic i'm doing all these things to be the best athlete possible and then i go to i have to go out and get her some snacks you know i have to go to a gas station and she's telling me the things that she wants or kind of types of food she wants so i have like the junkiest junk food you can think of in my arms and a lot of it you know, I get up to the front to uh, to check out, and there, of course, people recognize me, and yeah. I want to take pictures with me. And you know, I got Twix and Snickers and Cheetos, and you know, all this this bad food in my arms, and I can only imagine what they're thinking. You know what I mean? That you're struggling to make so, weight, man. Uh, That's what you want. You want that on social media, so then your opponent thinks that hey, TJ's <laughs> struggling with weight. He's struggling with. <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. Especially when I'm t- t- telling him when I can go down to 125. So. <laughs> Have you prepared? Have you prepared everything at home? Are you in charge of doing the nursery and all that type of stuff? Is everything prepared? Have you have you done the decorating? Oh no, the wife's the one. That's, she's the decorator. You know, she can be an interior designer in my mind. She's uh, she loves doing that stuff. She's been doing a lot of nesting. So, and we have we have two houses right now. You know, we got a house out in Orange County for when I'm in training camp. We have a house out in Colorado. So, uh, she's been having the double duty of uh, getting mm. getting the nurseries ready. And uh, yeah, we're, we're for the most part prepared i mean i'm prepared i guess you can be you know yeah man um i'm sure we'll be uh listen we'll be the, lost for the whirlwind is coming the whirlwind is coming tj you've got a lot you've got a lot to look <laughs> forward to one thing that you will have to do that those two houses are going to come in uh, in real good flavor for you when you are preparing for fights because you're going to have to go off on your own man you ain't getting no sleep and we know that the sleep and the rest <laughs> is important when you are training you need you need to yes. get off there by yourself sir yes. Yeah, it might, it might be it might be a blessing. So we'll uh, we'll come to find out here soon. <laughs> Listen, just before uh, we obviously talk about twenty eighteen um, and uh, what is uh, coming for you in the octagon, I've noticed as well that you uh, have other um, business um, interests. I'm kind of liking uh, the Spice Company, man. I'm kind of liking the uh, uh, the Flavor Republic. How's it all going for you? Oh, it's going great, man. It's awesome to see it grow. Um, you know, we started it this year, and it's already 
you know, it's already grown so much. Um, it's been awesome, you know, obviously the fans supporting it as well as it being a great product, you know. It's something that I've gotten into because I've gotten into a ketogenic diet, you know, to uh, help uh, help the way I train, help my energy levels, to help my uh, uh, my body index. Just uh, uh, the healthiest way to live in my mind is, is the, is the high fat, you know, no carb diet and uh, low and no sugars. And so, being on this diet, I needed to spice my food up, you know. And I had a we had a great idea with with a business partner of mine to create our own spices, something that could be organic, healthy ingredients, and uh, still be able to taste great and make your food taste better. And so, with everyone on this health kick lately, it's been uh, it's been really good and it's growing so fast. Um, you know, they're low sodium, low low or no sugar uh, seasonings that are good for you. And uh, like I said, man, they taste great. You know, I get the the, the fun part of it is going to the food scientist and telling them what you want to pick out. You know, we have new flavors coming out that I'm all excited about because I got to go pick them out and taste them on my food, and uh, it's a lot of fun, man. I really enjoy it, and it's uh, it's fun to have something that you get to help grow, you know, and and call your own. You've only just recently changed that part of your training, though, haven't you? You've only just recently changed that nutrition, like over the last year or so. That you brought that into your camps. Yes, I, I changed it during the Ultimate Fighter. Um, one of my main training partners, Juan Archuleta, his strength conditioning coach, and pretty much helped, helped raise him as a kid and, and helped him through a, a lot of things. Uh, I had brought him out to the Ultimate Fighter to kind of pick his brain because Juan was telling me so much about it. And uh, this guy's a, a genius. He's a scientist on how the body works. You know, he's uh, 54 years old and he's an Ironman. He's done 13 Ironmans. He's qualifying for Kona. He's really he's uh, the world's best calculus teacher. So he's really into numbers and numbers never lie you know your hormone levels everything you know uh it's uh it's something that uh i've really gotten behind and noticed noticed a big difference with and uh yeah i mean once you i've trained my whole life i've trained since i was eight years old yeah and i've gone all over the world and trained and uh you know you've made gains while doing it but uh, i've never seen the gains that i've made so quickly under this new diet and new strength conditioning coach and uh well, once you see that, you definitely adapt and use that to your advantage, you know? Awesome, man. Sounds wicked. Listen, I know that you're pressed. Yeah. You, want, you want to get on with the rest of your day. So I'm just going to ask you a couple of quick questions regarding what fans have asked me to ask you um, about your thoughts on uh, mixed martial arts and the world of UFC going forward. So what would you change first out of these three? And you might have an opinion on all three of these because I know you've been affected by a couple of them, okay? So what would you change yeah. regarding the UFC pay structure? What would you change regarding the standard of judging? Because I know that you've been on the wrong end of maybe some split decisions in the past. And what would you change regarding the weighing process? So we'll go to the pay structure first, TJ. Obviously, you want uh, uh, more dough, man. You, you know what I mean? You've got a baby on the way, so we need to get you weighed in, don't we? We need to get you some more coin. Oh, always, man. I mean, that's the uh, <laughs> goal in hand is, is, is to make more money, you know? And uh, that's why I'm looking for this Demetrius fight. I'm looking to prove my worth. I'm, I'm looking to show that I'm the best in the world, you know? And... Uh, yeah, I mean, I, I really feel like these, these lighter weight guys need to be, um, you know, I feel like they're the most entertaining. I feel like this, this new Bantam weight division has been showing that, you know, we're a very entertaining weight class. And uh, you always see the heavier weight classes getting paid more, you know, mm. they're getting paid more money. And I feel like they're uh, not to bag on them anymore, but we need to be up, up with them at least. You know what I mean? Yeah, absolutely. Um, that would be that would be the one thing I'd change is that, you know, same with unboxing. You see these boxing guys in the lighter weight classes are the ones that are uh, bringing in bringing in the dough. You know, I mean, we're fast-paced, very technical, and always bring it, you know. So uh, I think just to be able to be, be caught up with them. Um, regarding boxing, I know that you're friends with uh, a, one of my favorite boxers, Vasil Lomachenko. 
uh, who's got a fight with Rigondeaux coming up. I know you've been sparring with him as well, man. That must have been unbelievable. It was so cool. You know, not only just because I got to step in the ring with the best pound-for-pound boxer in the world, but also just because how, how cool he was about it. You know, inviting me over to his house for dinner, going and uh, sparring with him, just very welcoming, you know. I mean, he could be a big shot, you know. I mean, obviously, everyone yeah. can be a big shot. I can try to be a big shot, but it was cool, man. He was very – because I've been to some boxing gyms that it's not that way. You know, they don't like – MMA fighters, you know, they feel like a threat by them. So, but for him, it was it was super cool. It was real awesome, and uh, I've been I've been very welcome to the uh, the boxing world, you know, both by Lomachenko as well as Terence Crawford, and uh, it's been it's been amazing to be able to test my skills against these guys. You're in some good company there, man. There's some talented guys there. When the fist, there's some talented guys. Just finally, TJ, we've um been, we we talk a lot on this show about the weigh-in process. Uh, we've seen so many guys missing weight and various things like that. With your wrestling background, what advice would you give to the UFC of how they change that process to make that better so therefore guys aren't draining themselves so much and, 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 and killing themselves on the scales? Man, I don't know. You know, I feel I feel like just the guys need to be more professional. It shouldn't be something the UFC needs to change. I mean, it's a weight class, you know? Like, hold, hold yourself to a higher standard. You're a professional freaking athlete. Um, I don't think it's anything the UFC needs to change. I think it's on an individual basis, you know. Um, maybe that the – so, you know, like, uh, for instance, the fighter that uh, loses 30%, 20% of his purse, I mean, you can, you can up that, that uh, percentage a little bit. Instead of, instead of the commission getting 50% of the, the, what they're getting fined, give it all to the opponent if he accepts the fight, you know. Because right now, if, if someone loses 20% of their purse, 10% of it goes to the commission, hmm. the other 10% goes to the other fighter. Why Why does the commission get any of that money? It should be the, the other fighter that's accepting the fight, mm. in my mind. No. Um, what they need to so do, TJ, know, they, need to like get, they need to get a better diet, better nutrition, and they need to get some TJ Dillashaw spice. That's what they need to get. That, that'll yeah, get them down on weight go. properly. You need some flavor republic in your life. good. <laughs> <laughs> listen, man, yeah. thank you. Thank you so much for your time and speaking to me. I wish you a... a listen. You've had a wonderful 2017. It's going to get even better with the birth of your uh, upcoming child. All the best with that. And we wish to see you in the Octagon in 2018, becoming a two-weight world champion, man. All the best. Oh, I really appreciate it. Thank you so much. Top man, TJ. Have a wonderful day. Take care, mate. All right, you too. Thank you for listening. If you like what you heard, subscribe via iTunes.